Greetings and salutations, this is Thack Daddy, welcome to the Thack Daddy Experience, I'm just going to go over some fun and delightful rigmarole, uh, mental digestion of uh, something that I enjoy while distracting myself, it's called watching a show, and uh, this particular show is Chainsaw Man. I talked about Chainsaw Man episode one, and then you know the other eleven episodes came and went, and of course I didn't discuss them, um, because the landscape of entertainment is changing. I'm hoping that all these creative people aren't a bunch of lunatics or perverts, so that you know, no more shows have to be canceled. <laughs> I, I mean, I admit I was slow walking and slow watching those last two seasons of Rick and Morty. I haven't even finished, but apparently, you know, uh, I'm curious to see what the comeback looks like. Uh, considering, you know, the guy who voices both Rick and Morty has uh, been fired for allegations of uh, grooming and domestic abuse and all other things so hoping that the guy who created chainsaw man doesn't fuck up too much anyway chainsaw man is fucking awesome i very much enjoy it um you know we're introduced to denji in the beginning where he goes through that uh that rebirthing ritual of the hero which uh I nabbed that notion from an anthropologist by the name of Dr. Warren Shapiro who discussed uh, in a variety of essays in a book called Denying Biology how heroes are often distanced from their biological origins um, and they also have to go to uh, an initial death in order to enter a new world and be reborn and then carry forth as a hero. Uh, in this instance, Denji our hero literally is killed and then reborn and with Pochita as his new heart. Uh, so we go into the second episode where he's arriving in Tokyo and he's in a car with Makima and obviously he's hungry because he lost a lot of blood fighting and that's where he introduces himself to her. And then she lets him know that she he's in her care and she says i expect yes sir wolf for answers i don't need a dog that says no when you say that someone in forensics once told me that when we get dogs that aren't helpful we put them down yeah. <laughs> wow so he's he's kind of you know his new world is uh creepy he thought he she was nice and he kind of liked her but he had no idea she was scary treating him like a damn dog and then the thought clicks oh no Pochita was a dog and now Pochita is his heart Pochita has died and become his heart so maybe being treated like a dog isn't so bad these are the types of issues that Denji has is in his new world he's always trying to reconcile his old identity with his new role in a new world and that's pretty difficult like when Makima hands her coat to him Makima's very clean and she's pretty Denji's been poor uh, 
often struggles with, you know, a place to sleep. Uh, you know, he gave up an eye and one of his testicles and all that just to help pay off debt. So in his head, he, he loves uh, Makima. So again, like I feel like, you know, deconstructing something that's like as over the top as this is you know it it boils down to the the basic human elements of the story not to mention as one of the greatest anime openings ever created in my humble opinion uh you know it has that cinematic you know legendary tv show kind of feel to it like it's catchy you remember the characters from the introduction the song goes with the introduction um It's a pretty crazy story. Uh, also, I feel like Makima's really scary. And this is just in the early going, but you don't really know. You know she's a boss, and you don't know what she can do. So, you know, mysterious elements in everything in life tend to be a little terrifying. You know, but they got that, that catchy song, you know. Well, anyway... It's it's uh and it's well animated to death. I, I heard that there were some sort of online complaints about it relative to the manga, and all I have to say is it's it's one of the coolest shows I've seen in a while. Um, I doubt it'll get canceled like Westworld, but uh, you never know. So I'll just take the twelve episodes that were given and be happy. Um, anyway, so Denji gets a, some udon and a sausage. And, you know, this food that, you know, he's not really conditioned to eating very well, regularly. He passes out at the eatery um, due to the blood loss of using the chainsaw devil. But, um, you know, his whole situation is kind of shitty because, you know, on the one hand... You know, he was doing all that hunting. He's free of those devils, but now what is he supposed to do? So now, you know, in his after his second death, he's going into the larger world, and it's the larger world where things always get intriguing and dangerous and interesting because, according to Makiyama, um sorry if I mispronounced the name, she tells him that, you know, she can smell very well and he's not his best friend isn't dead his best friend uh, is a part of him now and that's why he smells like a human and a devil Um, but it's just rough man I don't really even know how he comes out of it to be honest I mean He's a character that, you know, his level of trauma is so high. He's really just happy eating a meal, having a place to sleep, uh, you know, being able to use the bathroom, being able to eat. You know, those are things that get him going. So I I, I could I could definitely relate to him. Um, And then she pairs him with our boy. (laughs) 
you know, the, at the Tokyo headquarters for the Devil Hunters. She's going to introduce him to this co-worker. And, it, it, I mean, this is one of the best introductions because you see the co-worker, Aki Hayakawa. Um, and he's been uh, do, apparently doing this awful job for three years. And she's making Denji shadow him. Now, the funny part is Aki clearly has some sort of feelings for Miss Makima. And, you know, so they're not getting along off the bat. And then, you know, this guy decides to attack Denji. And it's not coincidentally after he asks Aki if Miss Makima has a boyfriend. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, come with me. And then he attacks the shit out of Denji. He knocks him into garbage. Then he lights his cigarette and like starts to smoke it. And then he chucks it on him and spits on him and everything. So that's just shitty. Um, that's just unnecessary. So I, I guess that moment there was he was supposed to be discouraging Denji from becoming a devil hunter. Because devil hunters end up dead. Especially the people who come for the payday. And, you know, they all get killed by devils. So, he he doesn't feel like uh, Denji has legitimate motivation. And, you know, he flings the cigarette, spits on my man. But, you know, and then he's just basically trying to dismiss him, saying, I'll tell him you ran away because you were scared of the devils and then the great moment comes a moment of joy and bliss Whoop-pow! he kicks this motherfucker right in his nuts and he doesn't do it just once he decides well got to do it again and again and again and he says it's nuts or nothing <laughs> now if you ever went to a rough elementary or middle school or even high school I say that's valuable information if you don't know anything else about fighting you fucking know how to grab someone by their nuts and twist them shits around or just kick them as hard as you fucking possibly can square in the nuts um, but the significance of this moment is just that you know Denji literally died and he literally went through hell and now he's on the the second side of his life and you know he's just gonna live how he wants to live even with this fool attacking him you know whether it's cause he's mad about the girl or he thinks devil hunting's dangerous um they go into this guy's backstory a little more later um and since the whole story kind of exists in my head in a duplicitous state, like there's multiple uh, narratives regarding like what I've read from the manga versus what I've seen in the anime, but you know, pretty much the supposed big villain in this one is the is the gun devil. 
right? And basically, the dun the gun devil basically annihilated Aki's family along with several million other people. Um, so you know he has that hang up, and then she assigns him to his unit after you know the whole nut devil incident which is basically you know what I just described the Denji kicking him repeatedly in the nuts and even though the guy actually survived it it looked pretty violent uh, but some people say there's not a comedic element to this show I think it's kind of hysterical although you know the, the worlds they live in I would say they were as terrifying or less terrifying than our world but I, I don't necessarily think that's true um even a leisurely examination of history with not a fine comb examination but like let's say you got a coarse comb you still gonna pull up so many horrifying terrifying realities that people had to survive through it's almost vomit inducing I was looking at uh, this book the other day uh, it was called um, I forgot what it was called Without Sanctuary, I believe it is. It's it's basically like uh, actual photographs from um, the time where lynching was uh, a common practice in um, American behavior. And, I mean, I almost threw up, to be honest. It's, it was really terrifying. So, you know, when we, we talk about fiction, and this story is unrealistic, and this isn't scary... I mean, that's relative to the viewer. Um, and, you know, my whole big vibe from this whole, you know, Chainsaw Man thing was just, you know, people don't really respect each other or their positions. And as they go through a lot of stress in the story, you kind of see how and who they are. Um, and it's, it's relative a lot of times to their experiences and then how they react to those experiences. So Denji's reacting to it like, look, I got a job. There's this pretty lady at work I like. You know, I'm trying to do good. But he could just as easily have turned in a, in a different direction or reacted to things differently. I find his reactions sobering and... Uh, you know, he goes through some weird shit. So I think he gets to the apartment and he uses strawberry, plum, orange, jams, butter and honey and throws cinnamon on there too. And he just threw it all over the bread. Just <laughs> and he's so messy because he's never lived with anyone else in his life and he can't sing and he beats on the, the the bathtub so even though he's been through all this shit you see him doing this normal stuff and it, and it, and it seems to be the case with people no matter how magical or mythical we think of others you know they like to take a shit and eat a sandwich and go to the bathroom and you know they like to live with someone who replaces the toilet tissue when they use it these are all stupid things, but these little touches make the, the show quite unique and interesting because, you know, as it currently stands, human beings in and of themselves are not able to use any miraculous power. Of course, you know, you might beg to differ if you ever get punched in the face by 
a professional fighter or try to play, you know, catch with a professional football player or, you know, any number of weird things. Have a jam session with a professional musician. You can see the the gaps in experience and time and dedication. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, this episode's okay, you know. And then you see, <laughs> so he goes on his first job with this this guy Aki, and uh, basically the reason why he does it, turn into the chainsaw man and just kills him casually, casually, is so that blood doesn't spill anywhere. It doesn't get on a porn magazine. So that's very base, and I don't mean it in a modern, youthful, cringe base slang way. I just mean like basic. Like it's, it seems basic, but Denji's also like sixteen years old. So you know the context of the character is a, uh, is kind of significant to keep in mind. Uh, you know, although I doubt most people will, or they don't even care. But it's still funny that he killed them the way he killed them because a. He felt like he could have ended up in that position easily. And B, he wanted to secure his dude's porn. And then, you know, they introduced power at the end of the episode. And power's a fiend. She used to be the blood devil. She's pretty crazy. And uh, she does this crazy ass shit. You know, it's like she's a little nutty. <laughs> Meanwhile, Denji's just thinking about, like, hooking up with women. He's just funny. Because in a lot of ways, he's still a child. But in a lot of other ways, he's been through so many horrible things that you, you kind of, like, trying to decipher the angles of which is behavior and personality move or are difficult because he's not as basic as he appears but he's not as complex either but once power joins things get a little crazy anyway because power power don't got no sense to her she's always just acting wild and uh in this instance you know she ends up joining uh you know, working with him anyway, and she ends up killing this demon way too quickly. And then, uh, you know, Denji gets to have even more fun because basically it got attacked by Aki f- upon meeting him. So, so far, his only good meeting went with Makima. Then he meets Power. Power betrays him, knocks him out, and then tries to feed him to the Bat Devil to recover her cat. Um,. And pretty much her and the cat get eaten. And uh, Denji ends up defeating the Bat Devil. But just that, you know, even betrayal there. And then he covered for her just because she had a bond with the, with the cat, Meowie. And he related to that bond because of his bond with Pochita. So again, like his his experiences and his feelings about his experiences are influencing his decisions. It's not so much as uh, he's heroic by nature more than he just simply has empathy for someone who has a connection that he has an experience of. That he's been connected in that way and felt good about it. So... 
pretty much um, that covers two and three. Um, I mean, the bad double fight is definitely something that's uh, it's pretty fucking insane. Um, the way it's animated and stuff, I find it to be really, really like remarkable. You know. And of course the intro, I love the intro animation Animation in this is I dare say uh, I feel like it's superlative I feel like it's very good You know, because when you rewatch um, Certain shows and certain things You're like, oh wow, this is incredible And oh wow This had a lot of mistakes Or they used a lot of awkward angles and lines Um I've only fairly recently been noticing that, even though I've been watching um, anime in a variety of forms for many years. I I pay attention now a lot more to the artwork and, and some of the, like MAPPA and WIT, they do really amazing work. Um, like, it's pretty crazy. Like, I just like how they do it. And, it, you know, if you ever get a chance to see how they used to do the old um, Naruto anime and, like, when they do the the Hokage Mountain and all that, and they used to paint it. I mean, that's pretty impressive. But anyway, the Bad Devil fight is super cool because the Bad Devil is kind of a jerk. And, uh, you know, he's going to get taken out by the Chainsaw Man and then... You know, they tearing up a city. They're fighting. It's actually a pretty cool fight. <laughs> the, the bad devil's actually pretty massive. Yeah, the attention to detail is insane. Like the, especially I uh, like the explosions. I like how they integrated some of the digital animation into it so that it doesn't overpower the actual animation. It's intense. But anyway, apparently the the other devil after the 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 gun devil not the gun devil, I apologize for that. After the bat devil was the bat devil's girlfriend. Um, that's in episode four, so I'm not really going to be spazzing about that. I'm going to go into that. I'll probably do them two or three episodes at a time because, you know, like the basic point is if you look at it, the story is like terrifying and um, it's very entertaining. Um I, I doubt that currently they could do justice to a live action, but uh, depending on the progress with the computer technology, um, it's possible they might do a, a pretty good version of Chainsaw Man live action as a, a film. I doubt it, though. Um, I feel like doing it in an anime allows them to flesh out everything more. Live action always, you know, the budget constraints aren't the same as in an animation um that's another reason i like 
a lot of this type of stuff. The action sequences are ridiculous at times. Um, and some of the things the characters go through or do are ridiculous. I mean, I still think pretty much every episode of this show is has been amazing. Um, and I'm not even sure how far into the story they got. Like, I don't recall. I don't th- I think I, I'm not sure how many um, how far up the manga they went. I feel like it's six or seven, but I'm not sure. Um, it might just be six. But anyway, this is what I think of the, you know, episodes two and three. I think they were awesome. You know, you get a, a better idea and sense of what Denji's going to do and what's he about. Um, I don't necessarily think he's the classic shonen protagonist, but then again, you know, the majority of them. You, you don't often meet their parents. Um, and, and I'll emphasize that for the protagonist side. Because for Light Yagami, you meet his entire family. Uh, but L, you don't really meet his family. Nor near. They're orphans. And Naruto, though, although you meet his parents, is an orphan. Luffy, although you meet the people raising him, he's sort of orphaned. Um... Alan Walker from The Gray Man is sort of orphaned. You're aware of uh, Edward Elric's parents, but, you know, not to any great extent. Uh, he's from Full Metal Alchemist. Um, the denying biology paradigm of uh, separating the hero from his human and biological origins and kind of establishing them as a supernatural force uh, I wouldn't call it a trope, but it's definitely some uh, archetype that's utilized in a great many stories. Harry Potter, where are the parents? Superman, where are the parents? Batman, where are the parents? You know, when you discuss heroic figures, Spider-Man, where are the parents? There's always a, a, a kind of separation from the biological origin in order to explore supernatural and super powerful elements uh as it regards human beings so it's interesting that that mythological component is is interwoven heavily into many stories that you know on the surface don't appear to have many similarities but actually are, are quite similar in certain tactics to establish that mythology and that mythos regarding the hero anyway it's the fact daddy i appreciate everyone i hope you're all just living your life as best as you can and as safely as you can in this ever confusing and ever hostile environment uh, it's just nice to be able to even do something like this to just share my thoughts uh even if it's nothing more than about a television show um, sometimes there's always something more going on with with individuals and how they evaluate and assess meaning and reality and you can't simply assume how they're going to go about doing that anyway it's the fact that I appreciate your time energy patience love hate whatever you got take care later